0: Praise the Lord, saints. Welcome to christ Center church, where Christ is our central focus. It's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight, isn't it? Yep. Our God is an awesome God. He's good, he's great, and he's greatly to be praised. Let's all just stand together and just offer unto the Lord the sacrifices of thanksgiving and praise this afternoon. Almighty God, we love you. Lord, we honor and adore you. Oh, Lord Jesus, in you alone do we put our trust. You are her strength and you are her shield. You are the rock of her salvation, Lord Jesus. Oh, precious Savior, mighty Redeemer. There is none like you. There is none beside you, Lord. Lord Jesus, you are holy. You are holy. You are the Lord God Almighty. You are high and exalted, Lord Jesus. Oh, precious Savior, mighty Redeemer. You are the sweet rose of Sharon. You are the lily of the valleys. You are the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. In you alone do we put our trust, oh, mighty God. Oh, Lord, we come this afternoon to offer unto you the sacrifice of thanksgiving and praise for you alone are worthy of all our praises, Lord Jesus. Oh, precious Savior, mighty Redeemer, you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You are the Alpha and the Omega. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever, Lord Jesus. Oh, mighty God, we thank you for your loving kindness and your mercies towards us. Thank you, Lord God, for renewing your mercies to us. Lord, we thank you, almighty God, that your mercies are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness, almighty God. Oh, precious Savior, because your loving kindness is better than life, our lips shall praise you. Thus will we bless you as long as we live, almighty God. Oh, precious Savior, in faith we come today. Come, almighty God, looking to you for your guidance and your directions and all that we do. Lord, we ask in faith that you touch every heart that's gathered here tonight, almighty Father. Help us, Lord God, to receive your engrafted words with meekness. Anoint our hearts, anoint our minds tonight, O oh mighty God. O oh, precious Savior, pour out a fresh anointing upon us today, we ask. Mighty God, in faith we pray, Lord God, that you help us to continue to grow in grace and in the knowledge of you. Help us, Lord God, to be steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work that you set before us. O oh, precious Savior, in faith we call upon you, asking, Lord God, that you reach out and touch everyone that's gathered tonight Help us, Almighty God, to be faithful. Help us, Lord God, to love one another out of a pure heart. We pray in faith, Almighty God, you to bind us together with cords of love that cannot be broken. Lord Jesus, we ask that you reach out and touch those who are online tonight, Almighty God. Help them, Lord, to receive what you have in store for them. Help us, Almighty God, to be a blessing to one another. Lord God, give us wisdom, Almighty God, that you may continue to accomplish the task that you have set before us oh mighty god give us divine wisdom that comes only from above oh lord help us at all times oh mighty god to be ready to give an answer to those attacks of the hope that is within us mighty god in faith we pray tonight for your anointing upon the man of god as he minister to your people lord in faith we pray oh mighty god that you help us lord god to retain the things that we receive tonight oh mighty father Lord Jesus, we need your directions. We need your guidance, almighty God. And we ask in faith, Lord God, that you cover us under the shadow of your wings. Touch every home that's represented here tonight, almighty God. Oh, Lord God, we ask in faith that you reach out and touch those who are sick in your body. Lord, we ask in faith that you remove every sickness and every disease from us tonight, Lord God. Heal us, oh God, of all sickness and all afflictions, Lord God. Help us to be strong. Help us to do exploits in this hour. Lord God, help us to keep our eyes on the prize of life. Help us to run this race with patience. Help us to endure to the end, oh mighty God, that we may hear you say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Oh mighty God, have your way. Have your way in this house tonight, we pray. And let your perfect will be done as we give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. Let the church say amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh precious Savior, we love you. At this time, we'll welcome Brother Donovan to the pulpit. But uh, one announcement I have to make before I get down there will be a test after this lesson tonight. There will be a test. So pay attention and take notes, okay?
1: Praise the Lord, everybody. He alone is worthy. You may be seated in Jesus' name. Amen. It is a great honor for me to be here tonight, standing in this podium. And we have uh, our pastor here with us tonight. God, go with you, pastor. <laughs> Amen. I greet the congregation in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. It's a wonderful time to be in the house of the Lord. It's great. God is great and greatly to be praised. Amen. Amen. Our online congregation, I greet you in the name of Jesus Christ. Good to have you. I pray that you will get something from this message tonight. I pray that. Just like the day of Pentecost, the word went out and someone was touched. 3,000 were touched and they asked, men and brethren, what shall we do to be saved? I pray that it will touch you tonight and you'll ask the same question. Amen. Amen. Tonight, uh, our lesson is entitled, The Good Shepherd. The good shepherd. And I'll just get right into the lesson. Amen. God has chosen men and women. And he has equipped whoever he has chosen to do his will. He is looking for people who are available. Not people with talent because he gives the talent. He's looking for those who are available. And once you're available and you're passionate about the word of God, about the work of God, he'll use you. Amen? I want to direct your attention to a scripture, John 10, 11. It says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. So, back in the Old Testament the days, during those days, the sheep was very important to families because sheep provided wool, food and sheepskin. Um, shepherds would remain with the sheep day and night to protect them from predators and keep them from getting lost. In other words, the sheep was so important to the shepherd that they stayed overnight to watch over their flock. You know when you have something important, you don't take it out of your eyesight. When you got that first car. You made a way that from your bedroom you can see it. Amen. <laughs> it was the youngest in the family who were um, usually used as shepherds. Their responsibility was to lead the sheep to good pastures, to have the best food, and clean water to drink. You know, they, they were taking care of the sheep here. If good pastures with good quality grass was not selected, the sheep would be unhealthy. The shepherd has to ensure that the sheep does not eat too much. um, You know, they they, they might, uh, you have to look at the pasture because it might have been poison weed. You know, you have to, those shepherds, they were tasked with the responsibility of making sure that everything that the sheep, eats and everything is right the shepherd had to be very careful in everything he did for his sheep a good shepherd had to provide for them in every way they carried a rod a sturdy piece of wood with a knob at the end to protect the sheep from the threat of wild animals so you know that there were wolves, bears coyotes and other predators and the sheep basically has no protection beside the shepherd. The sheep is not an animal that can outrun the predators. They don't have a a defense mechanism, so they need that shepherd to protect them along the way. The shepherd also had a staff. The staff is a long slender stick, often hooked at the tip, used primarily to direct the flock, you know, get some of the sheep if they fall somewhere out of problem, like out of hand reach. The, the, The staff was used to assist in that way. And it was used also to help in walking. The shepherd also speaks to the sheep, so the sheep learn his voice and follow him. And one of the most popular shepherds in the Bible is David. He was the youngest in his family and was also a shepherd in his early days. Do you remember when um, Samuel came to anoint him as king? He was not there because he was in the, in the um, pastures tending to the sheep. He was just a boy. Remember once when he left his post as a shepherd and took food to his brothers on the battlefield.
2: You know, when they were up
1: against Goliath. So, David was a popular shepherd. He was young. He wrote one of the most popular Psalms, Psalm 23. And it starts by declaring, the Lord is my shepherd. David had so much experience as a shepherd that he had an analogy between God and the shepherd. He made a comparison about, you know, God being our shepherd versus what a shepherd does for his sheep. So, the Lord is my shepherd. The Hebrew word for shepherd is rohi jehovah rohi means the lord is my shepherd it is one of god's many names in the bible both rohi and ra comes from a hebrew root word meaning to feed and came to mean a shepherd who feeds his flock so the whole thing is about um a shepherd and a shepherd feeding his flock. Here is a scripture. And he blessed Joseph and said. The God before whom my father Abraham and Isaac walked. The God who has been my shepherd all my life long to this day. Genesis forty-eight fifteen. For you were straying like sheep. But have no return to the shepherd an overseer of your soul. 1 Peter 2.25 David, he quickly recognized that God cared for him the same way he cared for his sheep. If, just based on how the sheep is, if the shepherd doesn't care that much for the sheep, the sheep will not last long because the sheep is dependent on the shepherd just imagine god is our shepherd and if he doesn't care for us in that meticulous way what would happen to us because we are often referred to in the bible as sheep it has some good <laughs> a lot of good connotation but Some of it is um, not so good. The sheep, that is. A good shepherd endure cold, heat, sleeplessness, weariness, and danger to care for his sheep. So, that shepherd is everything to the sheep. The sheep knows his voice. He finds good pastor for the sheep. He finds water for the sheep. He, he does everything for the sheep. Think of it along this line. This is the same way we should depend on God. We should put everything in him. God is our shepherd and he cares for us. He died so we can have life and have it more abundantly. Amen? David knows all about this because he experienced it First hand, he was a shepherd. So sometimes when you're talking to people and you learn things, you know, by reading and so on, it's good. But when you have been in that trench, when you have been in that situation before, it's much different. You, it's like you're relating experience. You don't even have to think about it. You can just relate it just as is without any even thinking about it because you have been there.
2: Amen. Just give me one minute here. David
1: stood up against predators. Do you you remember that... um, there was a, he had an account with a, a lion and a, a bear, and he defeated them. A lot of things happened to him while he did that. It gave him that courage, along with trusting in God. He knows that if he trusts in God, the same way he defeated the lion and the bear, he could defeat that that um, giant. So David had first-hand information on it, and. It helps to strengthen them. Amen. All this time David uses experience to harden him and prepare him God uses experience to harden him and prepare him for the job of being a king okay, so the scripture we are looking at here now I shall not want I shall not want literally means I shall not lack anything. The good shepherd endures that everything is provided and nothing is needed so Again, the shepherd, his responsibility is to take care of everything and make sure the, the, his sheep is, wants nothing at all. God's loving, um, protective care is perfect. His sheep needs nothing else. So under God's care, we need nothing. He's our shepherd. He takes care of us. The only time we're not taken care of is if we're not connected directly to him. Then we are outside of his control. You know, he, we have to link up to the source. So, you know, but if we are outside of that, then, you know, we're not his. But as long as we are committed to him. Then he will take care of us. Philippians 4.19 says, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. David thought about the welfare of the sheep first and made sure they wanted nothing. It's a lot of work. The sheep, when you take the sheep to water them, they will not drink from a river, a, a, a fast-running river. The sheep will not drink from the fast-moving water. They will be afraid. So the shepherd creates a, a like a, a, a dam. Just, you know, let the water trickle off somewhere so that it is slow-moving. So the sheep can drink. I'm telling you all of this to show you how much the sh- the shepherd has to take care of the sheep, how detailed it is, just as how God is willing to take care of us in any intricate detail, anything that is going on in our lives. Sometimes we believe it's too small for him, but he will if we hand it over to him, if we cast our cares upon him. Amen? David fought off lion and bear, placing himself in danger to protect his flock. He made sure they were safe. It is the same way Jesus laid down his life for his sheep so we can have life more abundantly. Amen. In Ezekiel 34, 13 to 16. And I will bring them out from the people and gather them from the country and will bring them into their own land. And I will feed them on the mountains of Israel, by the ravines, and in all the inhabited places of the country. God promised to restore his people. That's what's going on. He promised to restore his people and allow them to return to the promised land. The land will flow, you know, with milk and honey. The land will once again be prosperous. I will feed them with good pasture and on the mountain heights of Israel shall be their grazing land. There they shall lie down in good grazing land and on rich pasture they shall feed on the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep and I myself will make them lie down and declare the Lord God. I will seek the lost and I will bring back the strayed and I will bind up the injured. And I will strengthen the weak. And the fat and the strong. I will destroy. I will feed them in justice. Amen. The Lord maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Sheep do not lie down easily. They will not lie down if they are being annoyed by flies, insects, anything like that. They, once they are disturbed. They're not going to lie down. If there is something causing them to fear, they will be unsettled and will not lie down. They will not lie down if they are hungry. The shepherd must take care of all their needs first. Then they will lie in rest. Again, the shepherd has to pay attention to all these details. If he doesn't know these details, The sheep will not be properly taken care of. We belong to the Lord. He knows us. So, no matter how good a shepherd takes care of his sheep, God will take care of us that much more. Because he knows us. He knows all of our intricate needs before we even ask him. Amen. The shepherd ensures that he finds good pasture for his sheep. Sheep are grazers, meaning they eat grass and other low-lying plants in the pasture. Green pastures here suggest new grass, which is fresh and tender. Pastures with poor quality grass will not be selected or the sheep will be malnourished. God, as a shepherd, knows where to lead his flock to rest. Our shepherd wants to feed us fresh word every day. He wants us to relax and absorb his word and allow it to nourish our bodies. His word will strengthen us. So just like the shepherd leading the sheep into green pastures, fresh, nourishing, young grass, God wants to give us his word daily to nourish us, to strengthen us. Amen. And here is a familiar scripture, Matthew 4, verse 4. It says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. He leadeth me beside the still waters. The shepherd cannot drive the sheep along, they won't go. You know, sometimes you you see people moving cattle. You know, to different pastures or different places. You see them behind them, driving them, and they're just running forward. That that won't happen with the sheep. You have to lead them. He has to lead them, and they will follow him. The shepherd speaks to them, and they hear his voice and follow him. John chapter 10, 3 to 5. To him, the gatekeeper opened The gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name. And lead them out. When he has brought out all of his own. He goes before them. And the sheep follows him. For they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow. But they will flee. So the shepherd here also develops a relationship with the sheep. The sheep knows his voice. So he goes before them and calls them, and they follow him. And likewise, if someone, a stranger, tries to do the same thing, they won't follow because they are not familiar with the voice. The way is open to Jesus, to Jesus since he is the way and the door also. The followers of Jesus will not follow another. The follower of Jesus knows the voice of their master. They are not deceived into following another. Just like how the sheep follow his master because he recognizes the voice, we should follow our master because we recognize the word of God and we are studying the word of God and in tune with it. Amen. Another voice shouldn't come and lead us astray. Because we have, we have studied the word. We know Jesus' plan. We know what he desires. So when someone else comes with some strange word, we will know right away. Amen. He, restores my, he restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Jesus is the only person to have walked on earth and never sinned. Everyone else have sinned and are guilty of the wages of sin, which is death. But Jesus took our place on the cross. Jesus became our substitute for our sin and gave us his righteousness. He's the one that keeps us on the right path. Not we ourselves. We, if Jesus wasn't there guiding us and His Spirit was not in us, no matter how we try to live good, we would have a hard time. It would be almost impossible. We have to have the presence of God, Spirit of God in us. Man could not restore his own soul. He sinned. He could not restore his own soul. We are set free from sin by taking on the name of Jesus Christ. And that is more evident in Acts 2.38. The Bible says, Peter replied, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is unto you and to your children. And for all who are afar off. For all whom the Lord or God will call. Another scripture here. Colossians 3.17 And whatsoever we do in word and deed. Do all in the name of Jesus Christ. Giving thanks to the Father. So. The name Jesus. Is a saving name. When we take on the name Jesus. That name saves us from our sin. And keep us in right standing
2: with God. Amen.
1: Here's another scripture here. But he shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me. Both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. So, that is just the second part of it. Once you are under the saving name of Jesus Christ, then you have work to do. When you are strengthened, then it's your responsibility to go out and take that same message that saved you, take it to the uttermost parts of the earth. Amen. Jesus laid down his life for you and I.
2: He restored my soul.
1: Our soul, because of sin, was going in the wrong direction. It was lost. Jesus is the one that
2: brought it back and restored it. Amen. God's people
1: are compared to sheep for several reasons. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pastor. Jesus is our rightful owner. He made us, and his we are, are to him we belong. He has the right to tell us to do whatever. We belong to him. When you own something, you don't allow somebody else to tell you what to do with it. It is yours. Jesus bought us with a price. So he set a standard for us. And we have to live up to that standard in order to please him so we can inherit whatever he has for us. Amen?
2: He has an
1: incontestable right to and property in us and all things. His we are to be acquainted by his power, disposed of by his will, and devoted to his honor and glory. Our reason is that she cannot defend one reason is that sheep cannot defend themselves against predators, so they need a shepherd to lead them, guide them, and protect them. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Matthew 1812 to 13. Jesus is the good shepherd, and he cares for us even better than David cares for the sheep. There's no one can care for us like how Jesus care for us. So, we should cast our care on him
2: because he cares for us.
1: Jesus, uh, David en- endured cold, heat, sleeplessness, weariness, and danger to care for his sheep. But, Jesus laid down his life for us. He restored our soul. Amen? Amen.
2: Amen. Do you have any questions tonight? Any questions? Go ahead, Brother.
3: Get your water, brother. Get your water. Somebody say praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. I just, I I wanted to just, wasn't my intent to even say anything tonight. But whenever I feel like the spirit of the Lord is doing something, I always want to make sure that we are in tune with that. And Brother Henry, I know how it is um, sometimes for us as people. Um, God don't always alert us to let us know what he's doing through us. He just, as we like to pray, we are His conduits, and conduit is just is just the the thing that uh, God flows through, and we we usually don't have much to do with what God is doing. Every once in a while, we either, you know, try to get ourselves too much in it and try to just, you know, distort what's coming through it. But but we're just conduits. And brother Henry, this was a timely word and this was from the lord tonight. It it wasn't just a teaching. I know you just felt like this is what you need to teach, but God has his way of getting into our heart and getting into our mind to convey what he wants to convey to us. And every single thing that brother Henry was saying tonight, I just I I was the Holy Ghost witnessed in my spirit that that's what we need to hear. That what he's saying is what we need to hear. And oftentimes we come inside the house of the lord And God speaks through any one of us and we just say, we kind of judge it, weigh it and say whether or not we think it was good or not. And then we go through the doors and never stop to say, what was that whole, what was the significance to what we just heard? What do we do with it now that we've heard it? And I just feel strongly that where we are as a church, where we are as individuals, we just heard a real on time word from God that we need to take and put into our heart and begin to apply to our life, because God has taken us somewhere, but we have to understand. Um, just a lot has been going on, and I'm trying my best to try to work through it, and be being, being guided, and being led by God's Spirit. And one of the things that, um, you said so much, I took notes, by the way, so you know, um, you don't have to worry, I listened to the man of God, I hope all of you did, and took notes too, but I took a lot of notes, and um, there were so many things that were so good. The first thing that he wanted us to understand was that David was known as one of the best shepherd that ever lived. David never laid down his life for none of the sheep that he uh, was leading and taking care of. But David went as far as he could go with the ability of man to take care of those sheep. And the Bible talks about if we be an evil, good, give good gift to our children. How much more should the Lord, our God, who is the good shepherd, who is no evil, no guile, nothing wrong is in him. How much more will he take care of us? And that's a big lesson in itself when we start to think about the good shepherd. That man, David, went above and beyond to take care of his father's sheep. What has Jesus done and continued to do for us? One of the things that Brother Henry said that really got a hold of me is the Scripture says, My sheep hear my voice, and they know my voice, and they follow me. And I started asking God in my mind, then why do people walk away from you? Why are they walking away from you, Lord? If they're your sheep and they know your voice, why are they walking away and following some other voice? And I did not hear anything from the Lord, but in my spirit I feel like it's because Jesus was never really their shepherd. I feel like they were just hovering around the sheep and the shepherd, but really wasn't a part of the group. And and once you are not a part of the group, sooner or later you'll get bored and get tired of what's going on and begin to make your way someplace else because you were never really a part of the group. You were among the group, but you weren't really a part of the group. And that is important that we have to ask ourselves, am I one of the sheep? Do I know his voice? Am I following him? No matter what, do I go, no matter how I might feel, no matter how much I think, man, I don't know. This is scary. We are in one of the most pivotal and prime and important time of Christ-centered church life. And we have to make that kind of decision to say, am I following the shepherd? Am I now I'm an under shepherd. I'm following the shepherd, but I am his under shepherd trying to lead us as best as I can with his instructions, by his voice, by his word. And I believe I am telling you right now, it is very important that we stick together and you hear what I'm saying and do what I'm saying. Forget about who I am. I say that all the time. Just please listen to what I'm saying and do what I'm saying, even if it's just for this season. Because this is too important of a season for you to just feel like, eh, I'll take that, but I won't take that. I'll take that. This is too crucial. We need to get everybody in the house. We need to get everybody together and stick together and hear what's coming from this pulpit and follow it. And obey it, not because of any other reason other than the Lord is leading us. But he's using people that he has chosen as the man of God has said tonight. That's, that's, that's what he's saying. Listen to me. I shouldn't even say this on the mic. And probably I won't say it on the mic. We got to stick together. We got to be together and you got to hear what I'm saying to you. God will bypass and he has been bypassing my humanity to help us. This is what I know. So he's bypassing all of my humanity right now. My humanity is not in the way of God right now. He has said, get out the way. You will just be my mouthpiece. You have nothing to do with this right now. You will just be my mouthpiece. And I feel like in so many instances, God is saying, you let me handle this. You stay out of my way and let me handle this. I am going to do what I'm going to do and this will have nothing to do with you. You just speak what I tell you to speak and tell the people to listen to what I'm saying and obey what I'm saying. That's where we are. It's about us doing God's will in this hour. And God sent the man of God here tonight to give you a sweet timely it might be short but just enough just enough for you to chew on and understand how important you are in this whole thing God is our shepherd you are his sheep and he's trying to draw the parallel and letting you see how important you are to him because he's saying look how sheep ha- are being treated by people who need the sheep and he's saying, That doesn't even compare with what I do for you all, how I take care of you. The man went ahead and told you about sheep does not drink from running water. That's running fast from the river. It has to be someplace like a stream where things are just quiet, almost like a dam where everything is just it's nothing really. You know, the sheep, any little noise, get them jittery. And so you got to take them in good place at all times. And so we have to realize all of what God does to lead us, all of what God does to take care of us, and we cannot push back in this hour and second-guess what God is doing. We have to say, Lord, we trust you, and we have to follow him, obey him, and do what he says to do. Brother Henry, I got to tell you, thank you so very much. I'm glad I was here tonight because I am blessed from what you just spoke in this church tonight. I'm very blessed. I'm thankful that you are a part of this church. Just like I'm thankful for all the ministers, all the men and women of God that submit to God. I I've been saying in my life. So, um, um, when is it? I know mother's day 2023 is far away. Mother's day 2023. I want three mothers. I'm I want three mothers to get ready. I'm going to tell them three mothers. I want to speak on mother's day 2023 because I am not having and leading no church where men are always the ones that's speaking. I need some women speaking. Now I'm not telling, I'm not making anybody, any woman speak, but what I'm telling you is God is bringing up and working through women. So I need you to know that if he's working in you and giving you things to say, then you have a place to say it. This is your church and God will use you to convey his word. So Mother's Day 2023 will be exceptional. It will be a day in history in christ Center church because we are going to have three mothers that will deliver a word for us and we will be blessed. I know I'm weighing 2023, but it's all good. Amen. That's because I feel like 20, I've already got 2022 some kind of way worked out. For those of you that weren't with us on Tuesday night, you know God grant us a great victory and uh, we're so grateful. Tuesday night victory is bigger than the time of us purchasing the property um, when we do purchase the property. We could not have the opportunity to purchase the property if Tuesday didn't happen, okay? If Tuesday would have come about, we would have lost about $45,000 and the opportunity to purchase the building. In our mind, I will also say this to you, in our mind, Um, you know, obviously, if we could have got something cheaper, we would have. We've been looking for many years. There's nothing that came up cheaper that God opened the doors to. This building is the building that God has opened the door to. We need to just walk through it. We need to do what God wants us to do. All of the things that the devil would put in your mind and make you second-guessing, second, you know, have second thoughts about this, I hate to tell you, you might as well tell the devil to leave you alone because that has nothing to do with God. If you're second-guessing, this that is the devil god has called us to this don't ask me why don't ask me why didn't he give us some place that is a lot cheaper don't ask me why we had to go through to get a use variance why couldn't we find some place where you didn't need a use variance don't ask me that because i don't have the answer when you see jesus you ask him about why was all of that well what did we do all of that for right? Couldn't you do it someplace, some other kind of way? And I I, he can answer that real good. I can't answer that. I am just being obedient and every step of the way we go, I'm sure he will open the door, but we have to keep on walking. Uh, the preacher we had, um, for the men's retreat, he preached a wonderful message on keep on moving, just keep moving. And that's what the priest did when God told them to go and take the land when they had to cross over Jordan. Guess what? The, the water didn't part. Jordan River didn't part until they set down their foot plop it down. So a lot of us we're used to not walking by faith and we're uncomfortable because we're not used to walking by faith. Because walking by faith means I don't know what's getting ready to happen I don't know what's coming up. I don't know how this is going to work but God said it. That's faith. If you got faith working any other way in your mind that's not faith. Faith is I know who the Lord is and I trust him and I'm going to obey him because I know who he is. And so while I can't figure this out just right, why I don't know how this will all work, that doesn't matter to me. That's not my business. I am just going to follow the Lord and keep going because whatever he tells us to do, he will make the way and get us through what we got to get through. So I thank God for what he's doing, and I thank God for the victory that he gave us Tuesday night for opening up the door for us to be able to get the use variants that we need to make the transaction to purchase the building at Ford Tennis Court. God is on our side. He is on our side. He's working on our behalf, and he has called us to do what we are doing and some things that we don't even know about that we're going to be doing in the future. We just got to trust him and keep on following him. Somebody say praise the Lord. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. We thank God tonight again for his goodness, his kindness, his mercy. Invite somebody to church Sunday. Sunday is Father's Day. Let's come out and celebrate the fathers. Amen. And let the fathers know how much we appreciate them. Hallelujah. God has been good to us, and we want to just make sure we recognize our fathers and 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 just wish them well and, and encourage our fathers. Uh, we're a family. We're a family. I heard something yesterday um, at the barbershop. shop. Um, I thought, look look at me. I'm I'm always to the extreme. I'm I'm flipping this all the way around now. So I as I surmised back in the day um when the gang started that in our area i thought for the most part gangs got started because of drug dealing and that is a part of it but that that's not the initial phase of why gangs got started but i always felt like gangs got started because of drug dealing because in order to control the the drugs and the flow of the drugs You know, you get together and, you know, the stronger group will control the flow. And so that's why I thought gangs got started. But I was talking to some people who understood because they are affiliated with it and they know the ins and outs. And what they said to me disappointed and disturbed me. They said, gangs got started really because people wanted to have a place where they felt like they belong. Almost broke my heart
2: almost broke my heart. So
3: it means that there are people that are existing, whether within their family, within their community, in different places, but they don't feel like they belong. And as long as they don't feel like they belong, they're looking for a place where they will feel like they belong. I understand now better how i already know the significance and the importance of the church but i just got another understanding of the meaning of the church we as people were created to feel like we have a place where we belong you can front, you can lie to yourself you can do whatever you want and act like you don't need to be in a place where you belong and you will you will end up disappointed if you don't acknowledge that We better acknowledge that we need to be in a place where we feel like we belong. You have to acknowledge that. If not, you're going to find yourself on the outs and not just be a part of anything, and you'll be miserable. Because God didn't create you to be by yourself. He didn't create you to be isolated. And so the bottom line is this. As a church, local assembly, let's do all that we can to make sure all of us feel like we belong. It is a sad day when street gangs are making people feel more like they belong than the church will make people feel like they belong. We can't have that. We can't have that. And then unfortunately, so the good news always is that the the church will always, you know, stand the test of time and show that the church is about the, the Lord's business. Because in the street gang, normally what happens to you is they don't give you the full 411 when you get in. Because they will let you see all of the good things about the gang up front. But then on the back end, once you're in for a while, remember what I said earlier. And I'll say it again. People don't mind when they help you up to do good. But as soon as you start doing better than them, they have a problem with you. Yeah. Same thing in the gang. And so when the gang, as they start to move together, and they start realizing, why, wow, he got to be the shot caller. And before you know it, they are, they are now talking behind the gang leader back to knock him off because, why, he the shot caller. And one by one, they kill each other. This is why we read about all the killing. One by one or two by two or ten by ten, they start killing each other because after a while, why, you got to be the shot caller. But they never let you know about that part when it first gets started. Oh, we family. They give you money. They make you feel like everything is good, whatever you need. You feel like you belong. Man, you my man. We'll we we we'll die for you. And they say all of that stuff until after a while somebody starts saying, well, why? He got to be the leader. And why? We got to listen to everything he says. I'm telling you all this for something. In the kingdom of God, it doesn't matter what your title or position is. All of us in the kingdom, if we continue to be obedient and live for God, we all get the same reward. The preacher don't get a better reward than you. The minister don't get a better reward than you. The usher don't get a better reward than you. If you just be faithful in living for God, you get the same award that the next person next to you will get. So we don't have to worry about who the shot caller is. If God said, that's the shot caller, then that's the shot caller. And it doesn't matter because the shot caller don't get more than me. He or she get the same reward as me, a faithful servant, a faithful saint just living for God. We get the same reward. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. We get Jesus. We get heaven. We all get a crown. Nobody gets more than the next person. We all get the same reward. No need for us to look around. So that's what we can provide that the gang will not provide for their people. And so we don't need to be jealous of one another. We don't need to be talking about one another. We don't need to be plotting against one another. We are not a street gang. We are the church of the living God, and we need to trust God in everything that God is doing. We don't need to talk behind each other's back, bicker behind each other. We just got to trust God because he's doing something. The devil, last thing I'm going to say before I close in in prayer, the devil is going to do his best right now more than any other time to to get us separated. We're too close. He got a punch in the face the other night, and he is hot. He is hot with what happened Tuesday night. In his mind, oh, I thought they was nowhere close to getting there. He thought he had it on lock. He thought he had it on lock. We wouldn't get to use variants, so we would not be able to do what God wants. But he got to remember who God is. He's so silly, and I don't know why he never gets it. But he got a punch in the face the other day, and so now his last try is going to be, well, I'll just separate y'all. His last push is going to be, I'll get y'all fighting with one another. His last push will be, I'll get y'all to stop coming to church. His last push will be, y'all going to get offended about money. Every time I feel like I want to get down on myself to say, man, God, I don't know if they're seeing this. And I feel like the, the, the Lord just say to me, get your head up and stop acting like you in this by yourself or it's just a couple of y'all in this. I got this. I'm telling you what God is putting in my heart. Every time I feel like I want to feel sorry for us, woe is us, how are we going to get this done? I feel the Lord just come in like a strong power and says, what are you doing? It's no woe is y'all. It's, no, it's none of that. So stop feeling sorry for yourself. I got this. And we got to know that. We got to stick together. And I don't care what it looks like. Let's stick together. Let's do our very best. Let's submit to God, submit to the leadership of this church. Let's get together. Let's not be apart and let's do what God wants us to do. We are about to do something amazing, wonderful, outstanding, miraculous, and it's the will of God. Listen to me. People are always looking. To things and places to invest their money so they can feel important. I told you all about this before. I told you when you go to all of these Ivy League school, a lot of the campuses have names of their graduate who have donated. Why do you think they do that? You think they just love for people to be successful like that? Or do they want their their family's name to be recognized? they want their family's name to be recognized so they give millions i've heard of donation of up to 40 million that's what i've heard personally i know it's more than that 40 million to a wing they'll make it say the wyatt wing when you put your money into reach at christ center church to purchase this property you are putting money to help people experience eternal life abundant life forever i don't know when the end will be i don't know when jesus is coming but when you're talking about an investment your retirement can't do nothing about this your 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 business whatever you have that's important there is nothing more important to us than the kingdom investing in the kingdom i know we got to live on earth i know we got to have a roof over our head and i know those things got to be done but i am here to tell you there is nothing more important than helping to build up the kingdom of god because that's where you're going to spend eternity many of us will not see 75 years old thank god for all of the blessing that he has given us to see 75 but what was promised to us was 70 So every time we go over 70 um, years old, we are living on borrowed time. We're going to spend more time in eternity than we will spend locally here in the earth. Let's invest in eternity. Not the 70 years that we will be on this earth. Let's invest in eternity because that's what we're doing. And I pray to God that we will just get behind the vision and begin to support and say, God, this is eternity. And all of our children, all of our young people, and all of those that are unborn, if the Lord tarry, they will have an apostolic church that they can come to and they can get saved. That many years from now, if you and I are not around anymore, people are still going to Christ-centered church to get saved. Their children are still getting saved. Their nieces and nephews and relatives are still getting saved. Their friends and community members are still getting saved. That's what we are trying to do. Not about us. It's about the kingdom of God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you tonight for using your manservant to ministering to us. The word was so rich and powerful. The word edified each and every one of us. It brought us to a place, Lord God, of just meditating on who you are and how good you have been and continue to be to us. Now, Lord, I pray that the word of God will take root into our heart and it will begin to just grow and produce good fruit. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, that the power from on high will constrain us in every manner of righteousness, in every manner of holiness, Lord, will you bind us together in unity, that, Lord, we will not allow the enemy to come in and separate us, that we will not allow the enemy to come in, Lord God, and get us, Lord God, to fight with one another and complain about one another. But I pray in the name of Jesus that you will bind us in unity, that you will bless our goings and our comings, that, Lord God, we will begin to walk by faith and not by sight, that we will stand on the promises of God, that, Lord, we will not lean to our own understanding, but we will trust in the Lord with all of our heart. I pray tonight, Lord God, that you will bless Brother Henry and his family, that you will bind them closer together, let them experience revival in their soul, in their home. Lord Jesus, bless them spiritually, bless them financially, bless them with the health and strength that they deserve and need, In the name of Jesus, bless the leadership of this church, each and every one. Strengthen them. Provide for them. Let your will be done in them. Let the burden of the Lord rest upon them. Oh God, move upon the saints of God in this church. That Lord Jesus, we will truly become soul winners, disciple makers, obedient in the work of God and following after you, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, will you continue to bypass my flesh? And begin to continue to speak and declare and do what you want to do in this church, Lord God. You are the good shepherd. You are the one that have called us to this place. And wherever we're going, you're the one that's taking us there. We follow after you, Lord God. We trust you, Lord God. And, oh, God, we ask that you will have your way. And not our will, but your will be done in our lives and in this church. We praise your holy name we praise your holy name Jesus there is none like you Jesus we adore you Jesus we bless your name oh hallelujah 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 oh somebody need to praise him somebody need to adore him somebody need to step into a new and refreshing position in the Lord that you will be renewed by the spirit of the Lord and by the power of the Holy Ghost have your way tonight in our hearts Lord in our minds oh God help us to square our shoulders with confidence and boldness to know who our God is who our king is who the good shepherd that's leading us is Lord that we will walk upright that we will walk in boldness and confidence oh God I pray that you will bless us financially and that the provision of the Lord will overtake us Lord God we humble ourselves oh God before you we still under your authority, for there is nothing about us, Lord God. It's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you, Jesus. And we worship and adore you, Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Come on and give a shout unto the Lord. Jesus is Lord. He is our God. He's our King and our Good Shepherd. And we bless His name. The Lord is good. His mercy everlasting and truth endure it to all generation thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you jesus oh glory hallelujah 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 give to our building fund tonight give a good offering tonight in jesus name god bless you we love you and we thank you for being here tonight in person and online in jesus name
1: Amen.